Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Fucking Candyland. I'm here looking at Rampage's beautiful face in here. It makes me so excited. And we haven't talked because I took a vacation and have been um, big chilling and you were sick. So here we are with an episode that's literally going to drop the next day. So I love when we do this because it's just so current and relevant. And right now I'm literally on one about just unappreciative people, people who are entitled, who act fucking entitled. That's the probably the biggest thing on my list right now is people who think they're entitled to your time because you're on your phone because they have access to you. People who think that they're entitled to your energy because they like you or because they want to be around you or because they want something from you. And it's just starting to really add up like who's really riding and who's not. And I know a lot of people don't see it the way that you would if you were providing a service. Your own people be the ones that try to hold you back the most. A hundred percent. And also, I fucking hate people at Costco. <laughs> this is like the most random, but like I'm going out in public and I don't even give a fuck about the people in my inner circle right now. I give a fuck about the strangers in Costco that are around here trying to buy holiday gifts for everybody. And, you know, they're out here like Jesus loves you with their sweaters and like their little Santa hats. And they are, they act like they've never had a jalapeno sample in Costco before. And they need to jam up the lines and know everybody's fucking rude. People are talk about entitlement, people going down the wrong way in Costco and then just stopping and staring at you. Like you're the problem. I got a lot of problems this holiday season and fucking humans are a hundred percent of the reason. <laughs> That happened at the airport on one of the little, um, you know, like motorized tramways where you can walk on one side and stand to the other side. And these people are just standing in the middle, taking up the whole lane. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, like, excuse me. Like when I'm ready to go and baby, I was ready to go. Like, and I've heard plenty of like gurus or people say like if you think that you're healed you know go spend time with your family and I really want to like debate that with a sense of like is your family doing the healing or are they still the problem acting like a victim and projecting that onto you and creating problems and I feel like in areas that other people lack that accountability it just continues on and on and on, you know, especially with like family you don't see often or people that you don't see often. And I just kind of am over the just fucking everything with people, even family. I get, I get like anxiety and in my feels anytime that my parents come and visit because, you know, I just run my life differently than they run their life. And so it goes down like, girl, you think it's rough now when you have a kid and like your parent especially has an input on your child that like that's a whole nother level of like that gets real rough and things that I feel like are healed come back out and especially like 
I feel like childhood things for me, like when my parents come and have any opinion on how I'm parenting or doing something, I'm like, do y'all remember me growing up? Like all the things that you recommend and suggest now from this point of view are not things that were there when I was a kid. And I always get in my feels about that. And for me, like, this is going to be the first time that we've spent the holidays with my husband's family and like my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. And I'm really excited because I feel like that's family where I'm myself, my guards down. I can just do whatever, be whatever, go outside, smoke without worrying about it. And, you know, just be able to like talk and not feel like second guessing. That's the worst when you like, and I don't know if it's like that. Cause I know that you and your mom are um, like close with seeing each other and you see each other often. I don't know for you, if it's the same where like, there'll be moments when I'm like, I just shouldn't have said that. Cause now it's bringing up this whole conversation and debate that I don't even want to fucking have. I just wanted to state an opinion and move the fuck on. No, my mom likes to have those debates. No, my mom likes to probe and poke and push and pull. And like what one thing that was really getting on my nerves with her is especially when she drinks, she gets in these like little like reminiscent modes. I never record out here. So my cat is never accessible. So y'all getting a little audience because my cat has missed me. Um Look at that baby. That baby says, please cuddle me, mama. He has not left my side. He has been literally glued to me since I got home this morning. So, you know, I think right now spirit is prepping me for an up level. And sometimes you just have to do what's best for you. And like, you know, like for me, just opt out of replying or saying anything at all and even arguing because like, damn straight this bitch is not right like I love her to death but like you got to get a grip on reality and like really come down to earth and she's just not on earth and she's an air sign she's a Libra and I just see so much of her like chart and things of like why we're like this and it's funny because like I'm a Taurus with a Libra moon and she's a Libra with a Taurus moon so it's like we're day and night literally the opposite day and night so it's just kind of funny how like the universe puts those little clues and things but like me and her have a soul contract where we are just meant to butt heads I think in a past life she may have been my kid I've definitely been sisters with her like I just don't really it's weird like I see her as my mom but then again I kind of don't in a way it's like this weird relationship like she never really treated me like a daughter more like a friend when I was growing up pretty much yeah I've always said that I've been my mom in a past life it doesn't matter what I'd like, I always have felt like her parent and everybody around always noticed that. And it always got chalked up to, you know, my mom had me, she was pregnant with me when she was 15 and had me right when she turned 16, her birthday is February 25th and mine is May 25th. And so there was a lot of like growing up together and she was a single parent. And so like, you know, we were very much the same age, but I've always been the like, yeah, I've always felt like her parent on things. And I've always been like, how come you're not like emotionally developed? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I love my mom to death. This is not a bashing Pamela uh, instance right now, but like she your even mom's like- name's Pamela? Yeah. My mom's name's Paula. Hey. But she doesn't go by that. That's like, like that's her name. My mom she... goes by Pam, but I call her Pamela. 
That's great. I love that. Well, I think that at the end of the day, there's just so much that our parents can teach us. And it's not really about being healed or unhealed. It's just about like working through those cycles and those triggers that are still going to exist. And that's what I tell people. Like if you had an addiction to something or a vice or whatever, like it just doesn't go away. Like you just don't one day just not hate every body you just like learn different ways to channel that anger to channel that animosity into something constructive and productive you know what I mean and not like self-sabotaging and a lot of people I think you know because of their upbringing end up surrounding themselves with people that remind them of their parents and I feel like you know for a long time I definitely settled for unemotionally available people. And I just feel like my mom has always been one of those people in my life. Like she's not available to her own emotions. We are on the same wavelength. And my, my mom mom's a Pisces. My no. mom's a Pisces and I'm a Gemini. My and so there, she doesn't huh? listen to the podcast. I was going to say, she, my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. And that kind of like low key hurt my feelings. I'm kind of like, how do I have this whole thing that I'm passionate about? And your ass is like, well, I don't know. I didn't listen to it. No, legit. My mom, why do we live? We always live parallel lives. We're twins. Um, and by the way, guys, like this is shit. Like we don't even talk about behind the scenes. Like we're diving into this now, like with each other. So there's like tons of nuances. Cause we don't like, we don't discuss this shit. Um, I don't know what the fuck you were saying, but, oh, I don't know. What were we saying? Mostly unavailable. Yeah. Yeah, same. My mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I don't really take a lot of it personally because I know that at the end of the day, it's not just her triggering me. It's her wanting and attempting to trigger me. She's not trying to work with the energy. She's working against it. And as much as like I could help my mom transform her life she isn't she's one of those people straight up that's like I'm scared of what you would tell me or I think what you would tell me would be biased or one of those you know what really irks me anyone listening just because I know someone or know your story or know about you does not mean that all of a sudden I'm going to be biased in your reading that is really for spirit and your spirit guides and your angels like that is not karmic debt that I care about I do not care that much to manipulate a reading to make it sound however whatever the fuck and so when people say they're scared or they're intimidated by the reading it's because your demons or your shadows are scared because they know that if it's revealed maybe you'll heal from it or maybe you'll acknowledge it and I just think my mom is one of those people that doesn't even want to acknowledge it like she just wants to like pretend it doesn't exist and it's manifested in so many different ways in her life and like it continues and honestly like I love her to death. Like she's my mom, but like at the end of the day, I have to just fucking take a complete 360 break from her, like straight up, like not, not healthy. Oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier that I was going to talk about. Um, my mom doesn't listen to the podcast either. And I've had so many people ask her to be a guest on Coven of Rejects and just like, you know, talk about like her upbringing and stuff. Cause she went through weird shit and she's just like, nope, I won't do it. And there's been a couple times when she's like made a point to tell me like me and your dad sat down and we were going to listen to your podcast and we got through the first 15 minutes and then we had to turn it off and like we, you know, whatever. And I think that's happened twice and that's the extent of it and, and not turned it off. Like 
I assume turn it off because they don't agree with it, but also turn it off. Like, I don't know. I just felt like you got bored. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But also my brother's like the favorite child. So I'm not Kyle. So, okay. You're, you're an only child, right? It's weird that you're saying this because I have two cousins that are blood and one of them's name is Kyle and he's the favorite. And he used to always make these little running jokes about how he was going to make more money than me as he was like a teenager. Like now he's in college and he is got to get in a double major and he is very smart, but he also had cookie cutter spoon fed life and his name's Kyle. And I always like say that he's like the favorite. Well, I skipped out on all the festivities for the last four years and this most recent one, I was like, it's funny how you always said that you were going to make more money than me. Still hasn't happened. I was like, and not everybody can be the family celebrity. So even if you do make more money than me in the end, I'm going to be happier. And like, just kind of left it at that. And I swear he's like 21, maybe. I think he turned 22. Um, I know he did on December 13th. And we both share like the 13 thing. That's so we funny. have this like weird rival because it's just like, when, once he was born, I was no longer center of attention it was like my aunt's first kid you know yeah um my brother so I would say that my brother was hit by a car when he was in like first or second grade and like was on life support and it was like a whole thing and so I think that it just like created a different bond with my parents and him because they know what it's like to lose him and or think that they lost him and so there's a different bond there but I make the joke to my husband all the time. Like we just, okay. So we just started our first ever family group text between my stepdad, my mom, and my brother. And my entire life, anytime I say that, like, I have an idea about doing something, my dad's always like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you made a pros and cons list? Have you really thought this through? Are you making an impulsive decision? I was thinking on it last night and like, I get this whole long thing, right? So we start this text thread. And my brother goes, yeah, so um, I just got offered this job. It's, you know, I'm going to have a really long commute every day, blah, blah, blah. He literally just got engaged. Um, but I accepted the job. And in my mind, I have all of these questions. Like, I'm like, how long is your commute? How's that going to work when you just got married? Is she going to move there? She's in the military. How does she move? All these things that I assume my dad was going to ask. My dad goes, yeah, bud, congratulations. That sounds great. What a commute, but sounds awesome. And I look at my husband and I'm like, could you imagine me ever just getting a response of like, wow, that sounds so good. Totally support your decision. Fuck no. But Kyle, the fucking sailor Navy man makes a choice and everybody's like, oh my God, what do you want for Christmas? You know, they do that to my dad. My dad gets treated like that too. It's like the boys in the family get treated like that because there's not a lot of them, I guess. I don't know. It's real strange. Dude. I feel real weird around them. But at the end of the day, <coughs> I know that I'm here for a reason to trigger all those people. And just by existing, like I think I just triggered them the happier that I am, the more prosperous that I am. Um, you know, literally I heard jelly roll three times on the radio in the last 24 hours and I never listen to the radio I know he's all over the radio but for me personally it was just like wow because I got a memory that two years ago like this week was the first time I'd given Bunny a reading yes. and she was like posting all about it on 
Instagram and was like all excited and like was just freaking out. And so it was just like, that was only two years ago. And then, you know, Coven just had its like one year birthday. And I just feel so emotionally like invested and charged right now that like even all these people trying to dim my light or like trigger me. I'm really not triggered because I'm at my crib right now eating chocolate covered strawberries. Then got two dozen. Uh, my house cleaner came today and clean. Like I just got back from my vacation that really wasn't as enjoyable as it could have been, but it's still a vibe. It's still a vibe. Like I'm still very, very blessed. And so I just feel like fuck all the haters, fuck all the people that are tripping over Christmas or stressed. Like, why do you let the world stress you out like that? It's not that serious. Like it's really not. And also, why the fuck are you spending money that you don't have on presents for people that don't give a fuck? Also, because people don't remember that you got that for them anyways, but you're over here breaking the bank trying to be like, I don't know, proving something or doing something. Um, I'm not about that. And like, I always feel weird when people feel the need to send me Christmas gifts because I, that always makes me feel obligated. And I'm like, thanks for being my homie. Um, I'm feeding my kid this holiday. <laughs> Honestly, I always love to give gifts. And I had the weirdest thing happen. Like I had like this thing where people will come into my life for like, if you make it past the six month mark, like we're doing pretty good, but it's normally like right before six months, like between two to five months, it'll happen. And I was like really getting close with this girl and we like really bonded. We, and we did have like some similar trauma kind of like past experiences that kind of like brought us closer. But honestly, at that point, I had not really been vulnerable with anyone that I knew about some of the things that I went through. Right. Because when you're talking to someone, like, I think that's why me and you bonded. Cause we don't have this preconceived notion of who, we used to be or like what we used to be like and all that and so we just like really opened up and like in a short amount of time did a lot of stuff together well she was kind of like at this low point in her life and I kind of just really could tell like she really needed a friend so I started kind of like doing little nice things for her like got us some tickets to like a concert or like whatever just like hey I care about you like I, I know we just met kind of thing but like let's go have fun and like make memories so we were having a good time well then Christmas rolled around last year and I'm last year felt so giving this year. I just don't feel like I'm as attached to material. So it's like annoying me. Yeah. It's annoying me more than anything that kids are getting iPads and iPhones for from fucking Santa Claus. It's a problem. But with that being said, I feel like the way that this girl was acting got real weird. And she was like, oh, I ordered you this present. And like, I gave her a present without any expectation of like getting a present back. She made this entourage about like this present and like all these things that she ordered me and like made it real weird. And she's like, do you want me to show you? And I was like, no, you're good. Like I specifically remember saying like, no, I trust you. Like, why would I want to see it? Like if it's a present, like I don't want to see it right now. You know what I mean? Anyway, Maybe like a month later, this girl just completely like ghosted me. Like we even went to, um, she went to the Caskey show with us last, this January of 2022 on her birthday. It actually was on her birthday, the weirdest coincidence ever. And it was in Kentucky. So it's just like symbolism. She drove 
the bitch drove and then literally after like shortly thereafter just completely ghosted me and I'm convinced it's over that Christmas present she didn't buy me but felt like she needed to say that she did and literally she ain't talked to me since we haven't talked like at all like no falling out no like hey you're getting on my nerves or hey you know I don't like you or whatever like nothing just completely ghost me like the beginning of February we so I've been this person before I've done that like my initial reaction is like oops I'm never talking to you again um it, it wouldn't be over like over like a gift or something stupid like that but friends dating whatever and and not like people that like I'm like close friends with but like if I'm starting to like talk and hang out with somebody and I'm just like nope not about it I just will never talk to you again I, you'll text me and I would, I just won't, I won't even open it. You won't even be on red. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I've been that person, but I do think it's fucking weird. If like you've gone and hung out and like gone to concerts and things like that. And, and I don't know. And if it's over a gift and there wasn't ever a thing, I don't know. I guess there had, there does have to be, I guess, some kind of confrontation to me unless it was somebody that like I was going on dates with or something because all it takes is you being fucking weird and me getting a weird like sniff of a vibe and I'm like I will never speak to you again you know what I think <laughs> it was honestly and I, I'm not like a conceited person you know like I don't like I think I'm the shit but I also think everybody else can equally be the shit yeah too. yeah yeah but I honestly think it was jealousy because she had Quentin draw her up a back tattoo that was oddly similar to my back tattoo and some of my artwork, which is cool. Like, do your thing. Like, it's a style. But the fact that you have my artist draw up something that looks like my tattoo to put on your back where mine is, odd to me. She ghosted him, too. Never got the tattoo. It was just like, honestly, I think the girl got back on drugs. That's This is my philosophy. Maybe. I've. Yeah, she goes to me because she would know that I knew a lot of things because whenever we met she wasn't like I was like a couple years sober and she was like six months or something I don't know I just think that people do weird shit for weird reasons people are just I I don't vibe with people like that like I feel like my circle's so small with people that like I'm actually gonna hang out and go do something with so if I go do something with you and I put that time and energy in and you don't talk to me, like I'm on some fuck you shit and we'll never talk again, but I'm not cool with you. Like I would ignore you in public if you talk to me, but see, I'm a, I'm a bitch like that though. You know, honestly, I think a lot of people get triggered by other people who are doing the work and I've lost more friends through the spiritual awakening, I've made more friends and lost them equally, like a balanced system. Cause I met her and we, the weird thing about that is we like did a photo shoot together and she never deleted those from her profile. And they, and like, you know, me, I post all the time. Like they're still down there somewhere, but they're not like at the top. She doesn't ever post and her shit's like at the top. Like, that's just weird. I don't know. I just think it was like weird limiting energy that the universe was just like I'm gonna remove that but there was never no confrontation like I would much rather be like we had a moment and I know why we don't talk versus just like be weird and then with that being said I feel like anytime that people want to come in and out of your life 
in and out of your life in any way, whether it's a relationship or a friendship, you got to know when to say no and when to cut people. Cause a lot of people don't deserve your energy. Yeah. I feel like the weirdest like situation with having to like completely cut somebody off was that one chick that was asking me to do a podcast with her. You remember that before you and I started this one? I didn't. And, okay, look, I I just want to elaborate on this chick. Yes, I forget about her, but then I do remember how you used to go live with her all the time, and I just could feel her stink ass energy, and I didn't like it. Dude, you know what's wild too is just like it was so weird because I literally think that she was like wanting to date me. And she was married. I was, and I was just like being a friend, but the way that like, it would just be fucking weird. It would be like, I, she'd be like, Hey, call me on your drive home. I need to talk to you about something. So I call her on my drive home. Mind you, my drive is an hour. And I would talk to her the whole drive and she would never get to the point of what she had like asked me to call her about. She was just like talking about all this random shit. So I was like, okay. But then she would be like, we don't talk enough. I don't understand. Like, like what do you mean like it would be like if you sent me a text and I didn't respond to you because I'm doing something else and you were like so wow you're not gonna text me back now <laughs> it's That's just fucking like, weird I have my read receipts on for you only only for you so you know that if I read your message and one time I did read Gemini's message and I didn't text this bitch back and like two hours later she said so this is what being left on red feels like <laughs> Something. she was like so this is how the boys feel when you leave them on red or something and she was like do you still love me <laughs> so that's funny that you but I literally turned that on just for you just so I love you for that that's so sweet no but like I would just never eat I just I don't know I just people are fucking weird I'm so grateful I think spirit all the motherfucking time that that didn't work out because I felt like I don't know I felt like I was trying to help somebody and like it would have really fucked me over because it was some low vibrational topics that she wanted to have and since it wasn't that, a good crowd that she had like her energy and like her following that's because she would that's because she spoke very openly about politics and that was like her thing and I didn't agree with the opinion but also I support you having your opinion what do I care and but it was it it just wasn't look here we've moved on we've evolved I would be it didn't happen so fuck her thank god you know what's crazy I also uh posted something which you wouldn't have saw it because you don't get on snapchat but I posted on my snapchat story and it said um you know, about being grateful and humble about all the things that haven't worked out. And I was really thinking about this year, especially like starting to date and just like starting to open my energy up to people. Like I literally shit you all not. Like I used to have that little automatic, like go to sleep mode, like no social media lock on my phone. And, and like around like seven or eight, every single night, my phone was on lock and I was not going to answer a text or I was not going to call you back or FaceTime and stuff like I went into a complete like shell of like just really discovering myself and like for like a whole year have done that like or had done that and coming out of that completely like it has been 
wild. It's been a wild ride because it's the, it's the people who tell you a lot, like, no, you don't got to worry about this person. No, I don't like my baby mama like that. Or no, you don't got to worry about that. Or you don't got to worry. They about always want to fuck their baby mama. But they always end up doing the same things that they just told you. And for me, like, I don't have expectations of y'all. I'm really not mad. Like I had someone the other day be like, sorry, if I seem evasive, no boy, just do your thing. And then another one's like, sorry that I did this. And I'm just like, no, like, I'm not mad at y'all. Like I'm just silently taking notes. The the way that you collect the weirdest fucking dudes. I'm not collecting them. They try to collect me. It is like you've got, it's like they want to be fucking Pokemons being fucking caught. Like, I don't understand it. They, no, because sometimes I'll be like, dang, like that was a smooth message. Like, fuck yeah. Like, okay, we like it. You know, like when there's, when there's smoothness in there, I'm always like, yeah, girl, get it. Like, I'm always the one who like hypes you up and supports it the most. And I'm like, please go be a hoe in these streets. But then at the same time, we, then they always say something fucking stupid. And I'm like, well. I mean, it, it really fun. couldn't be as bad as like the time that the guy was like, and actually we said we like this. He said, you, I really like you because you remind me of my ex-girlfriend, but she's dead. I was like, what a pickup line. I was like, okay. So honestly, I can't wait until we start airing out. One day I'm just going to compile messages. <laughs> And I'm just going to read some of the things because people are like, why don't you write me back? Or why do, why don't you want to talk to me? Or like today I had someone write me and they're like, so what's it take to get you out? It's the love obsessions from people that have seen you one time for me. Literally. That's what I do to people. They become literally obsessed with me. And then after they really start to get to know me, they're like, holy fuck, I'm scared as fuck over here. Like, uh, I think that you're a very in-depth person though. And like, you know, most people are now in the streets, like having these in-depth conversations and things. And so somebody who's never experienced that before, who meets you and you get to like, deep topic right off the bat that's just your personality and like being a hype person somebody who's never experienced that I could see them being like oh holy fuck she's like speaking words that like you're wooing them um with your siren call my love potion number nine your love potion this pussy no I'm just kidding (laughs) literally no like it's nuts I literally am just so glad that I don't have a kid with anyone that I've ever dated and that I'm just free and like not being in a relationship means that I don't get pregnant by some crazy motherfucker I don't end up in some crazy situation that's draining me so honestly like I'm kind of chilling on the dating thing like I'm I'm back to like we'll keep it casual we'll see what happens like I'm not like I'm not looking for any label and like honestly I'm gonna be so that person that if I ever do get in a relationship don't expect me to have our Facebooks linked together because we won't because <laughs> we will not have our Facebooks linked together so just if you're listening and you are my soulmate out there we will not link our Facebooks together what do you mean like you're not gonna put shown in a relationship or you're not gonna have the same page where it's like rampage and bobby 
No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I could put in. A, I'm not going to have it say single, but it's not going to say in a relationship with Billy Bob Thornton. It's going to say <laughs> in a relationship, but not with. It's not going to say who, right? That you say that now, but that's not going to be a thing because once you find your person and they've, because I've already told you, your person's going to have their own fucking shit going, whether that be musician <laughs> or their, gonna be like, or their management. You're going to be out. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out here linking up because that's going to be like, they're going to be part of your thing. I'm telling you, you say that now you talk a big game, but when you find your person, you're going to be out here like that's daddy. Get out of here. <laughs> that shit. Okay. Well, we doing the miss. Daddy. I want a jelly and bunny relationship. Going to keep some dude hidden in a shoebox. Okay. Like you're not going to be posting pictures together all over snap and everything else. Anyways. <laughs> You're making my cheeks hurt. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll, I might retract that statement, but for right now, I stand on it. Unless sure thing. It, unless it says engaged to, then no. Someone get her a ring pop. Put a ring on it. Did you see where that girl slapped the shit out of that guy for proposing with a ring pop? No, but. There's this viral post going around right now that this, it's like a video. I think that sounds adorable. She slapped the shit out of him. Well, that's a no. If she doesn't want your ring pop, buddy. Oh, I see. That sucks being a dude, though, because as a female, you slap me in my shit. I'm going to slap you in your shit. But as a man, you can't be like, fuck you, Linda, and just deck her. But you Linda should be able to. is the new Karen for Gemini. Because everybody is a Linda to her. Yeah. You got your Christmas shopping done? Well, yes. So I am a person who buys gifts for people from small stores and I have them ship them off. And I like, you know, try and support friends' businesses, which by the way, somebody wants to buy cleansing sprays from you. So I need to get you in contact with them now that you're home. Um, but anywho, so yes, I've gotten... I guess Christmas shopping. I got stuff for Mac. Brian and I aren't doing gifts for each other. We're just putting money in our anniversary fund because we go somewhere different every anniversary. I think we're going to go to Vegas. 420 in Vegas. (laughs) What? On the way. Um, These chocolate covered strawberries got me in a chokehold. I was just going to be talking to you about your chocolate covered strawberries. We just bought macaroons and i've never had macaroons before so i'm gonna try one after this so good Mm. anyways that was a long-winded answer of yes but i didn't send anybody shit i had i bought stuff and had it sent but it's mainly for my child and my parents yeah girl i got everything i needed to get before i left besides like one thing for one person but I probably won't see her until after Christmas anyway so but I decided that I'm just gonna lay low on New Year's Eve I'm not doing shit I'm not driving nowhere I'm not going to my fucking concert I'm not I'm not making an appearance nowhere I'm gonna be at the crib going into 2023 you wanna know why I thought you were going to a Caskey thing for nope spirit said no Spirit said, do your thing. Miss me with it. 
you'll miss me while I'm gone. So I'm not going. You need a mental health break after your recent vacation. (laughs) I need a whole check-in with myself for real because being influenced by other people's energy is detrimental to your mental health and well I want to I want to do a new year's reading for you anyways and I've been waiting on it because it didn't feel like the right time so I'll do a reading for you now that you're back home and fucking we need to do them on live though Mm -hmm. oh okay like film it for patreon I mean, we could. (laughs) Yeah, we could. Or do you mean live like you and I just going back and forth? Yeah, like me and you going back and forth. Oh, well, yeah, I'm down for that. But I have been. I'll give you yours if you give me mine. Yeah, I have been getting those (laughs) things out, though. I've gotten all the monthly Patreon people except one person. I've got my um, everybody's round twos need to happen. So something cool happened. So I, I felt like I really wanted to post on this next door app and um, just like talk about like, you know, mediumship during services during holidays, whatever. And so I posted on there and I had like gone back and forth on it. And spirit was like, you really need to post this. So I was like, okay, somebody ended up calling me off of that post. She went to my website, called me and was basically like, do you know any mentors in the area? Like, I just have questions about like my spirituality and I'm interested in this and that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, um, yeah, that's like what I do. So I started talking to her and she's like, oh my God. Okay. So I gave her my link. She signed up for Patreon. Now she's a mentee. And I feel like, and I just talked about this on my solo episode of Coven too. Like, I feel like I am so in tune right now with like listening to spirit and just doing it without second guessing. And that's something that like, I'm really fucking proud of because that's been a real struggle this year. And you've helped me a lot. And I mentioned it on the podcast too. You've helped me a lot with understanding resting and not being like resting. Doesn't make me anxious anymore. And it doesn't make me feel lazy. Mm. And that is new. So I don't, I'm no longer busy in my brain when I'm resting and I take the downtime. And if I'm like, I can't put makeup on for a week, but I can post some old photos, then I'll do that. And like, you know, and if I'm taking a break from content, I take a break from content and it is what it is. And then I come back. Honestly, I feel like I go into this weird hermit mode towards the end of the year. Anyways, like once it gets, starts getting cold and all that. And, um, Capricorn season starts in like two days and I feel like that's really going to be this tipping point for me because I have so much energy during Capricorn season but the one thing that I had been doing for um, the last couple years with having my own business was like stressing about taxes and now I'm like not stressing I'm just like fuck it I'm just like whatever like the more taxes you pay the more money you're making so that's just that like that's that's the balance of that and like you know it's the funniest thing but um literally um like a, a lyric from russ he talks about um like six figures when they tax me that's a blessing and that's changed my whole perspective on life because i'm like if i could if i'm literally if at some point you know what i mean like say you're paying six figures in taxes imagine how much fucking money you're touching that's fucking cool that's so cool speaking of money 
we have to like, we have to have a business meeting because I need your business brain. And I have so many questions before tax season happens because like I've never been like a business bitch that like is making income off of what I'm doing but here the fuck we are making it happen and I what I don't want is the IRS coming to me and like touching my butthole so I gotta get things on lock yeah girl I'm telling you honestly this time last year I went into this full like freak out mode until about mid-March and then it worked out better than ever because I just hired someone and I paid them like $500 and that was it like and honestly they gave me this program that I was supposed to be taking pictures of the receipts and loading all this stuff in there all year and I haven't it's just all in the folder so like I will have to adorable that you drop numbers like I just paid them $500. Like it's no big thing. And like, I'm not there yet, but, but for I, a whole year, it's a tax write off. Like it's also a tax write off to give them that money and they handle everything for the whole year. Like there's so many, when you have an LLC, it's not just like you file taxes. Like you have to file personal and business taxes. And it's a fucking lot, girl. There's no way, honestly, 500 is not even a bad deal for what he's doing. In my opinion, because imagine if you're trying to do so that. Do yourself. they take it out of? Do they take it out of when you get your taxes back, or you pay them up front? You pay them up front. This is interesting. Or I'm sure you could pay them monthly or quarterly or whatever. No, like, I'll let him sleep with my husband in exchange. It'll be fine. Okay, listen to this. I'm just kidding. This girl that I know, um. She's like a TikTok mastermind. I'm not going to drop any names. She's like a TikTok mastermind. I like tip, I like know her. She's had like three accounts get banned. And every single time she makes a new account. You had me follow her. Okay. Well, do you see what she's going through right now? No. Her husband cheated on her and has been cheating on her. And I don't think he's attractive. I've always thought in my head, why is she with this dude? Like, I just can't fuck with this Wait, dude. Wait, what happened? What happened though? She posted a video and it said, when your husband has the girl he's been cheating on you with for three years come over and you braid her head, braid her hair before you all take a family trip to SeaWorld. And it's at 1.3 million views as we speak. It's got like 100,000 likes on it. And it's just, it's just like the introduction to the tea. And then like the next 10 videos that she posts is just like, it's getting deep. And it just happened. Like I just found out today, but it's just, you know, no, it was like his sister's best friend. It's the dude. So why did so did she braid her hair knowing that she's no. fucking her head? <gasps> no, he had her. He basically I would it. fucking scalp that girl. Listen to this. Like he made I it and set it up. Bullshit. You know about it and you do it. I will. I I'll take you. Oh my god, it makes me my blood boil, and it's not even my situation. I will. Okay, so I would cut her fucking hair off and choke her with it. You want to have me braid your fucking head and you're sucking my man's dick? Like, I'll fucking choke you. So, from what I'm understanding, is he set it up where his sister, he invited his sister and old girl specifically to go on the family trip so he could be around old girl. She came over to their house with his sister because that's her best friend and she was braiding her sister in law's hair. And then old girl asked, Could you braid my hair? She did. Yes. And then it all. Okay, so how did it? How did they find out? She said that there was like some random text message that he didn't delete, or something, some kind of text message. But she said it wasn't like a message. Like he deleted the thread, but it was like he went to text her, and didn't close out of it and didn't send it. 
but it was still there. Like got scared and like tried to close out his phone or something. And he had already typed it out to her, but didn't hit send yet. And closed his phone say? and then she went through his phone and then went to his sex and it's right there. What did it say? I have no idea. She didn't reveal that. But every video she posted <laughs> something is like hitting a half a million views. Like it's people are invested. We're invested. So now I'm like, for one, this girl's way too hot for him. For two, they have like a six month old. They just had a baby. It's crazy to me. I'm blown away. I'm going just- between like anger and also being like i'm so fucking proud that she's capitalizing on this fucking moment and that she is dragging him the way that he deserves to be drugged she hasn't really been dragging him because she said that you know anything that she says is really permanent and she doesn't like like she has kids and all this stuff so she isn't dragging him yet but there has been some tea no it's dragging when you're putting your personal business out there and you're dogging your husband out that's and that's a different all of her previous viral videos were about her husband like one of her viral videos on her new accounts like he's been doing it for three years yeah and this is like they have a three-year-old and like or not I think they might be like a five-year-old and like I know that they just had a baby too they have three kids that's fucked up and they just bought a house it's all fucked up I can't get behind it I'm I'm really I'm really upset for her because she I'm just trying to think about like where do, where does somebody find the time to like cheat on their spouse? And I don't know other people's marriages, but like, I know for me and Brian, like we're the people who are like, we're like, we're not going to text each other all about what we're doing all throughout the day. But like, if I'm leaving the office or I'm going and doing something, it's just like a, I'm out doing this, whatever. Like, what are you up to kind of thing? Or like, like we always know what the other one's going to be doing. And except for when he went to a bachelor party and there were some scrimpers, but we won't talk about that. And um, yeah. I mean, she even said that she had never had any suspicion, like suspicion about it. He, you never had any suspicion. Like that's so wild. What a fucking liar. How do you lie that way? I personally have never had any suspicion because this dude is, in my opinion, not attractive. Y'all just thought he was too fucking ugly to pull anything else. You know what I think it is and what she even he said? He has a big him? dick, con. Not just that. Not just that, but he also, she said she was friends with his sister and that's how they met. So she feels like he has a thing for his sister's friends. So maybe it was just like wanting what you can't have kind of thing. I mean, no. Wanting what you can't have is a one-time slip-up. Oh, uh, what wanting what you can't have isn't a three-year relationship. A three-year, like that's a that's a commitment on two different people because she's having to hide that from her from her best friend, from his sister, and all kinds of shit. So they're both able to easily just manipulate and lie to the people that know them best. That's some fucking weird shit. That's why, like, I'm telling everyone tonight. You just got to be mindful and in your own energy enough because when you're around people's energy, you absorb their illusions. You literally start believing their lies too. And like, if they're good at it and they're a manipulator and they've learned that from survival mode or whatever mode that they downloaded that program from, they will not leave any stone unturned. Like they know what they're doing. It's a very natural rhythm and mechanism for them to live in that illusion and in that energy 
And I just feel like when I saw that, it really kind of like blew my mind because I just see her life as like very picture perfect, picturesque. She's a, she's very influencer, like use this code for this. And like, she's just very like business savvy, very like talented, all about her kids, all about her husband. Like I just never in my life could imagine, like you said, that he would have even had time for that. And so seeing that also just emphasizes even further how important it is to really be in your power because clearly she had been giving all her power to her family and everyone else and didn't even know what was right underneath her nose. And by the way, when I was like, oh my God, she didn't know there was, there's zero like shame on her part. Like, I'm not saying like she should have known something. I'm saying, I think it's fucking wild that people can lie that way and that you can hold a lie and that you can do it for three years and that you can be like intimate with somebody. And, you know, because that's like, that's your spouse. And if there's nothing different, that means that like, you're still saying all the same words and having all the same deep conversations and having all the same laughs and experiences and trials that happen in three years. A lot happens in three years. And that's a huge emotional manipulation. And my instinct would just like in my brain, I just set my husband on fire, but that's, I don't know what happens when you're actually in that situation. I might be like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, that's what you decided to do. And that's how you treated me. I don't give a fuck and turn off emotions. You know, you never know. I think honestly, it just goes to show you that what you see on the internet is an illusion. And that's why I brought that up is because like, so around the holidays, especially, especially like RIP to that Twitch guy, because I'm like a big fan of his wife. You know, you can see something on the internet and it looks great. And it looks like, wow, I want that. I would do anything for that. And it's not what you want, I promise. And I think it's so much illusion around the holidays, especially. I mean, this is why people are, you know, at my local mall shooting each other over shoes and shit. Like people are fucking out there around the holidays because the world is just like, oh, by the way, you're poor. Did you remember that you're poor? Oh, sorry, you're poor. And it's like, even if you're not poor and you're working every day and doing everything to pay your bills, now you're trying to buy these presents and do all this extra stuff when you have no time for yourself. You're not taking vacations. You're not taking care of your spiritual hygiene. You're not taking care of your physical body in ways that serve you. And now you're not only exhausted, you're burned out. And no wonder people are angry. No wonder people are rude. No wonder people are hurting and hurting others as well. And I think that a lot of the times that I want to get upset, I look at how life treats some of these people because they stay in that energy. You know, I go to low points sometimes too, but it doesn't mean that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start using again, or I'm going to start doing this again, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't go back to the self-sabotaging chapters because we've closed those. So when there is an obstacle or something that needs attention, I'm not just like going back to my old ways and pretending like nothing's wrong. And I think so many people just pretend nothing is wrong. And that's really what gets me about the holidays is like, some of y'all have brat ass kids that probably don't need a PS5 or they need something else. They need they need something else, not something that's going to put them in a room all day playing games or whatever. Like so many people, what they need is your attention, your time, your love. Kids will be happy with that. Like we think we have to do so much, but really the human really just needs that 
present parent or that present friend or that present partner presence presence is like and that's why it's called presence it's just the weirdest matrix that I like really wanted to point that out is that like being present is the present and if you are so caught up in the illusion trying to do things that keep you on that hamster wheel then you're part of the problem in your own life yep and doing the same thing and then wondering why nothing is moving and new things aren't coming into fruition and you can't manifest things and it all just becomes a cycle and then you also get into your feelings even deeper of loss and you know grief and anger and the shadow aspects of that of like you know maybe not being able to provide or not having what you need and you know I can have compassion and sympathy for people but also be able to be so self-aware when they don't want to change the habits or the actions or the the situation because they don't want to do the work and you know I think that's kind of where I'm at like with my mom and like some of my family it's just like they're stuck in their ways and I'm just glad that I chose to make some major life changes before I got any further stuck in my ways because it's easy to get stuck in habits and you make them for so long that they feel so natural that it is hard to completely do something different. And I think that's why it's so important, especially in your adult life to experiment and do things that you wanted to do as a child and spend your money on experiences and things that maybe you didn't get to try. Yeah, I feel like I'm always thinking I would have like little me would have loved me now and wouldn't know that like, this is who I would become. Like I, I just, I imagine like if me now, if my like 15, 16 year old self met the version I am now, I don't think I would know what to do with that. Like I would never expect that. Honestly, I think a part of me always knew that I would get like, I would, I would come into my own kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I think, I think there was like this part of me around like 10, 11, 12 ish when trauma and things started to happen and, and form around me and in my household and stuff that I like realized that I was going to like break off and like, kind of like they say you like fragment or something. And I like knew that I was going to go down a dark path. Like I knew that, like I knew that I was going to try drugs and I was going to do things that I would have to learn from does that make sense like I don't know I just yeah. felt like I knew that my childhood like how my cousins and other people were raised you know they had support and that attention and that presence and stuff and like I didn't like and so whenever I look back at like 14 15 16 year old me I'm like I think she knew exactly where she was growing and she had like no no worries. Like I literally thought some of the things that I used to do would be sustainable through my adult life. Cause I seen adults doing that still, you know what I mean? And like my yeah, dad, I can always, see that still. yeah, my dad would always make the comment, like, especially about my mom and like her friends and stuff. Like when does the party ever end? And like, you know, they had so much animosity that I absorbed and they were kind of like the messenger birds, like tell your mom, I said this, but they wouldn't tell each other kind of thing. And it would just be drama. Like it wouldn't be healthy to tell a seven-year-old to tell her mom this or whatever. And I just look back at some of those experiences and how that shaped a lot of my relationships and a lot of the people I allowed in my life that just continue to be a cycle that aligned in that energy. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what we're talking about with doing the work too for like, it is assessing those things and where that comes from and why you have the relationships that you have or the reactions that you have. And then- 
working on healing those things and avoiding those people instead of bringing them in so that you can have this traumatic bond with them because they understand. Yeah. And I think that's what I had a habit of doing was definitely trauma bonding with people. That's kind of what you and that girl in that podcast, I feel like. I yeah, that it's exactly what that was. Yeah. I think that's exactly like that. Um, like just everybody, like there's so many different people that I've connected with definitely a trauma bond of some sort, you know what I mean? And you I know, what's, like- what's wild with that though, is that like, now that we're talking about it, the timing of you and I really like texting and starting to like talk and whatever was when I was no longer, it was when I had like just cut off like that, like trying to have a friendship with that person. And I remember when you and I started like really talking and I was just like, no, I like having a friendship where like, we don't talk about like dark shit. Like, I'm not, you know, you don't text me and tell me like, oh, I'm really struggling with living today. And, or You know what I mean? Like, and not that people don't need to have a safe space to do that, but we've all known people who like do that, like that is their personality. And for me, I couldn't handle that. And I didn't understand till you and I started really talking. And I was like, oh no, like I like these conversations and like this pushes my energy and it makes me think on a different level. And yeah, so I'm, I'm appreciative because our friendship has zero trauma building on it at all. I know. I think what's cool about our friendship is like, we literally just, I don't like most of the time you'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or this and that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like I just don't get worked up. And I think this friendship has been one of my like new friendships that I've formed that has been aligned in that sense of like, I grew past a lot of those limiting energies. Cause for a while, you know, I was kind of like maybe even blocking new connections out of like fear of trust or fear of opening up or vulnerability. And I think like around two years ago is kind of when I opened up like the friend floodgate kind of thing. And that's when different people, that's whenever I originally had met Bunny, you know what I mean? So like it was in December of 2020 when I first went on her podcast and went to Nashville. So it's like a lot happened quickly once I got out of my own fucking way and quit giving family or relationships or whoever power over me and like as much as I love y'all and love people like I'm gonna keep it pushing regardless like I'm not gonna stop for no one I'm not gonna look behind me and keep worrying about the past and like my mom and other people live in the past and that's why I tell them like that's your whole problem is you think that your glory days or that your happy days are somewhere else in the past meaning that you're not creating that reality now you don't even see a future vision because you don't got one you live in the past you know, you're not even enjoying your life. You're throwing it away by worrying about something that's gone. And that's what really gets to me. And I actually um, want to say that anyone who's gotten a reading from me, I see so much growth and progress in so many different people because I'm getting so much feedback on that. And I see how a lot of people are like, wow, I was in that cycle, but now I've chose differently. And now I'm choosing differently. And that's what it takes. Like, it's like, being tired of your own bullshit and your own excuses and your own negativity and you know I know that I used to have suicidal like suicidal ideation like I never actually thought I would ever do it or or anything like that but I used to consider like what would the world be like if I wasn't here you know and like imagine 
things like that, especially at like a very young age. And a lot of people around me at that time were self-harming and like doing a lot of things with, you know, a lot of stuff. And, you know, being in that influence, it opened that door to that. And although I like got close a few different times, besides like, you know, kind of scratching myself and making myself bleed, I would, I've never actually like cut myself deeply or anything, trigger warning y'all. But growing up in like the early 2000s, that was super fucking common. And I've known- That was the thing. Yeah, and I've known a lot of people to lose their life to suicide, a lot of people. And um, I think that it is important to have those safe spaces to speak on it. It's also important to get out of the environments and out of the situations that trigger it constantly and it doesn't matter if it's your family or or your literal best friend or whoever like you've got to cut people a lot of the times it's like cutting out the cancer and a lot of y'all ain't ready for that conversation because you're not ready to change those habits and those comfort zones are not ready to be you know released and I think that the moment I decided that I was no longer going to block new friendships was when my life really changed. And like I said, like when you were coming into my life, like it was kind of a turning point for me personally, just because so much at that time was happening. And then you asked me to come on your podcast and I had done some other interviews with like link up and stuff. And then it just really felt like a really good time. Like when we, when we first started talking. Yeah. I remember getting my reading from you and I was just like so nervous because I had just started the podcast and you were reading me and like all my business was kind of getting put out there. And I was like, well, shit. All right. Well, this podcast can be real fucking real. And that's just it's and that's the vibe of the podcast. You know, the more that it goes on, the more like it's that vibe. But I just remember that in the moment just being like, holy fuck, people are going to know all about my life. Okay. But the thing is, is like when you have a public image and you're putting yourself out there in a vulnerable stance, people are only going to see you from their perception and where they're meeting themselves. Mm -hmm. So as you know, I'm triggering or you're triggering people or people are being inspired, you know, it's like 50, 50 shot. You're either triggered or inspired and motivated or not, you know, it's just kind of like at the end of the day, I think the less that I worry about what other people are thinking, the more that I can just authentically show up for my community and my people and my friends. And I think my biggest goal for 2023 is to really get back into making art and really trying to like start marketing and like doing stuff with my art where um, I can maybe like bring in some collaborations with people. I've had some artists reach out to me and they're like, if I made something, could you get it to jelly roll? Or like, could you get it to bunny? And it just got me thinking like, how dope is that? Like when you care about someone or an artist or a person and you make them something that like was inspired by them or like whatever. So it just really got me thinking like how nice it would be to be able to do that for people that I admire, people that I care about. Like, and I was doing it for a couple of years, but like this past year, I've just focused so much on growing the LLC and growing my business. And then the podcast, I feel like, you know, I planted a lot of seeds in 2022, but I feel like 2023, so much abundance is going to come in that it's going to yep. free up a lot of my energy and thinking where I then have space to just kind of go back into that inner child healing and not worry so much and just like put things out there that I like 
versus worrying. Not that I'm worried, but like this year I kind of got bent out of shape with the scammers and the people just regurgitating and copying my content just in using it as their own. It just frustrated me and like sucked some of my creative juices out. And I was just like, all right, Instagram's getting on my nerves. Their algorithm sucks. My views are down by 80%. Like, I'm just going to put all this energy into the podcast and into my business, growing my business. And then I, of course, you know, came out with some Oracle decks. But like this coming year, I'm trying to get back into just like creating for the sake of creating, not because there's expectations that I should post or whatever. Yes, that's it's hella cool because I was literally having this whole like inner monologue moment earlier and I was like, I'm so happy with where I'm at right this minute and like how hard I've worked to get right here and like I've laid out down so much stone that like I know that a bunch more shit is going to be going on but I don't feel pressed to make it happen like I feel comfortable making the like slow steps that it takes to do other things as they come along and not have pressure for timelines or like expectations on things anymore. And also I stopped giving myself like a monetary scale because I was doing that for a long time, especially about like leaving my job and doing things for myself. It was like always on this monetary scale of like, when I make this much, then I'll do this. And I've been since I was like, no, I'm just going to listen and I'm just going to do this. I haven't been having to have that concern or that worry. Like the money just is there. Yeah. I think I also just really don't care about the material world. Like I once did like the status or the acceptance or the the abundance or any of it. And like the more that you don't care, the more that you do get the, the feedback or get the money or get the goods in whatever form that you require I mean I care like I mean I don't post photos or whatever because I don't care or because I'm not like hey you know what I mean I'm not attached it would be a better word I'm not attached to any of the outcomes yeah I'm just I think I'm attached I think I'm attached to the outcomes yeah I'm not I don't care like Like, I don't care because I I know it'll work out the best way it's supposed to work out so I just I have no fucks to give because I know spirits okay I I feel that way, but I also feel like, I also feel like emotionally like invested in like my content and my shit. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm emotionally invested in my business and like, I care a lot about it, but I just, I'm not worried about like the accolades of the outside world of like, I got you. I just want to help people on like the individual scale or like whatever scale. I'm not like getting caught up. Like, cause for a while I was worried about like, did it get a lot of views or is it getting attention? Do people care? Are people listening? Uh, you. I totally get you now. Sorry. I yeah, got I mean, like saying like, I just don't care. Like I've turned off the switch of like the less that I care about it, the easier it is. It just works out. For easier. a second, I was like, are you way more healed than me right now? And I'm supposed to like give a fuck about nothing because I don't feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people care too much. You know what I mean? Some people like that's their MO. Like they care way they over. That's their obsession. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And I just think that the more that I don't worry, the more that it's aligned. And I think the less that I care about like having, like, I just know that I'll have it. Like I drove around and looked at all these mansions on 
the ocean and like different places and was just like visually manifesting different things. And it's just like, I know that if I release my attachment to the outcome, that it will happen better than I can even imagine. And so like just imagining it and like taking the moment in and knowing that like whatever happens, happens, you know, and not being like attached to like what is going to happen. Right. So speaking of like huge mansions, it makes me think of this. So there's this house. It's past Monterey, but it's on your way to Big Sur on the same highway. And there's this house that is built on the side of this cliff over the ocean. And it just like, it's like a dream house because like you feel like you're in the ocean but also it's super terrifying because like if there was an earthquake or a big wave, like you just never fucking know. Um, but I've always been like, I can't wait till I'm able to be like, I have the option to buy that house if I want to, but I won't because it's on the ocean instead of just talking shit. Like I even would have the option to be concerned about the ocean, you know? So that's when I, I know that I've like, quote unquote made it in life when I could be like no I don't want that house overlooking the ocean it's scary <laughs> you know I love that we, I was talking about this as well like I've associated wealth with boats it, I mean not just yachts of course a yacht but like boats. Oh and how I'll like I just, the butt while you drink a sangria I just oh. like feel like if you I own a boat probably. that you have money and ever since I was like a kid I've thought that even though that's not true <laughs> like that's one of my preconceived things about life is like if I get a boat I've made it so guess who's getting a boat I'm on a boat bitch I'm on a boat bitch I can't wait so our podcast episode coming live from a boat we want you all to send stuff in for our January Q&A episode I'm also we're probably going to air out some dirty laundry from the DMs and see what else comes up between now and then um we have one more episode for the end of the year before the end mm-hmm. of the year so that will be the conclusion of season one so come coming next episode will be our season finale yeah i oh my gosh our next episode is our season finale that's exciting. i'm really excited for that just closing up season one and then we're gonna have so much coming in season two I'm really excited for our like brainstorm session on what else we're doing because you and I have been talking about like what we really want to do for season two and like doing some new shit yeah there's a lot of new projects that I want to ground into reality for next year um and I also feel like we're gonna make an oracle deck and we have merch we could literally make like some type of um I'm I love it but I'm also and I'm just I'm just gonna keep putting this idea into the atmosphere the idea of you and I hosting a retreat and doing a fucking retreat and having like spiritual homies coming and doing their services and like what like leading ceremonies or whatever like I'm manifesting that shit so fucking hard and like I just spring I don't know 2024 baby spring that's what yep exactly and I just I'm just so open to everything that's happening I, we're just oh I can't wait so much so 
Hope everyone has the happiest holidays and we will see you before the end of 2022. Yes. And please make sure that you check our description um, if you want readings, um, the mentorship, and then also for you guys to go to our new website, that's also linked in the description, wherever you're listening. Um, and you can go to our website. That's where you guys can be writing in your Q and A's, uh, or your, I guess your questions so that we can do the answers. And then, um, also you guys like liking and subscribing or following to the podcast, wherever you're listening to, so that you guys can get updated when we are here every week is dope. And we are just extremely grateful for everyone who's been with us on this journey. I feel like we have created a totally different community. Like so many people are like, what do you all talk about? Is it sex or is it girly topics or is it this or is it that? Yes. (laughs) It's everything. Like it's everything. And I'm really excited to see what's coming for our season finale. Yeah. Can't wait. Love you, Polly. I guess we'll record next time. Love you. Bye, you all. Bye.